the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. I don't know what the hell you would hire Kevin Stefanski for. I'm sorry. I don't know. Back to pass. Watch going towards the end zone. And it's caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Touchdown! For the first time in 18 years, the Cleveland Browns are going to the playoffs. Welcome back to another episode of Nothing Rhymes with Orange, the most depressed podcast out there. How's everybody doing today? How you doing, Corey? Uh, I've been better. Yeah. I've been better. <laughs> another rough Monday uh, where we are unfortunately having to talk about a Browns loss and the problems are amounting. Are we at threat level midnight yet here in Cleveland? Uh, give it a week. Yeah, you still have nine games left. Like that's there's still a lot of time, a lot of football to be played. But I mean, uh, we're getting close to to the panic button. I mean, we're halfway through the season and we're sitting to 500. So it's not where I, I wanted to be. I would push the button yesterday, dude. We have you like I seen our schedule the rest of the way. It is uh, not easy. I don't think I think the only team we play that isn't 500 or higher is the Lions. The feisty lions, I will say. The knee-biting lions. So I don't even know if that's a, after watching this team the last couple of weeks. I don't even know if the Lions game is giving. <laughs> that's that's pretty much where we're at. But so if they go, if they drop 0-2 in division, then I'll be like, okay, this is bad. <laughs> Luckily, that's their first divisional game. I mean, they should have freaking won it. But you have a chance to to get back to 500 on the divisional game. Uh, in the divisional play. But if they lose next week to the Bengals and go down 0-2, then it's like, okay, it's time to time to hit the panic button. I mean, yes, they should have won the game, but we've said that about a couple t- games. So where do we get – when do we get to the point where we're just kind of like, this is kind of who we are? Like, we're not – we're the there. That, not the team that should have won that game. We're not winning these games because we're not very good. I think we're there to like, oh, this is who we are as far as – I mean, what you saw from the offense yesterday is what you saw from the offense down the stretch a year ago. Like that, that game yesterday reminded me so much of the Chiefs playoff game where the Steelers didn't give a shit about getting beat deep. They didn't give a shit. They held Nick Chubb to under four yards of carry because they weren't afraid to just come up and play in the box. And like the Browns play with their pants down the whole time. <laughs> Even with that, it's like they're begging you begging you to go over the top and there were opportunities to go over the top and, and nothing, nothing. I don't, I don't know, man. And if, I mean, and some of the shots are there. Like he missed David and Joku one-on-one against a slot corner in the fourth quarter, the same kind of slot corner or the uh, slot fade that they, they ran week one against the Ravens last year where and Joku dumped over or jumped over that DB's head. Like they had one of those shots down the stretch when you're, you're trying to fight to come back. Uh, I mean, we, we could talk about that stupid OBJ play that didn't even count because of the roughing the passer, but I, I, there, there are shots there. And there was one on a boot where Anthony Schwartz had leverage over top of, of a safety. And like, if, if Anthony Schwartz is over top of you, like a DB is not going to recover from that if you put the ball on him. So, I mean, there's plays there. And, and for whatever reason, we're back to being, and by we, Baker Mayfield has been extremely gun shy down the field for probably a full year going back to obj's original injury to now uh and and last year we could blame it on obj's injury donovan peoples jones is a rookie higgins and and landry they're not deep threats they can't get open down the field 
it is what it is. Like that, that makes sense. This year you're utilizing David Njoku more. OBJ is back. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been out the past two weeks, but Anthony Schwartz is playing sparingly. Like these are players you should be able to find down the field. And, and for whatever reason, he's still not letting it rip. So I don't know what it is. For the most part, I thought Baker played well. Like Baker played okay. Um, his numbers look a lot better without five drop passes that I charted. Two of them down the stretch, um, both by Landry as well. But um, so it, it's it's wild, man. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I bet that, that, that wide receiver room has to be shaking their head at each other. Like Higgins, Landry and OBJ, just like, <laughs> they're not there and they're not in the headspace. I don't think any of them. So I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Austin Hooper had a drop as well. <laughs> Went right through his hands. Uh, the Hooper drop. Are you talking about the one in the red zone, that first drive? Um, I don't was, think, was yeah, high. they might have been in that. that I don't know, high. dude. I saw it go through. His hands were on top of the ball. He probably should have. I mean, it. probably, but I mean, if it's outside of your frame, then that's still like, sure, you're an NFL receiver, catch it, but also like you're an NFL quarterback, put it on his numbers. Right, well, I would chart that as not a drop. I would chart that as an inaccurate pass. But well, I, mean, I found five drops yet when I went back and charted the game. Yeah, well, the uh, pass that OBJ had probably should have been a touchdown was, you know, also off target, but you'd still mm-hmm. kind of like to see someone like OBJ make that catch. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to uh, with Hooper, yes. With OBJ, yes. Like, OBJ's is, was a little bit more difficult, but it's like, yeah, you know, NFL players should be making these catches, but also like NFL quarterbacks should be making these throws. True. The, true. the OBJ catch, for one, was late. OBJ was open. Uh, you, you'll see baker hitch he's got a hitch in his throw where he pumps it and then fires it if baker just throws it when he's when he's initially winding up like he's got obj with a lot of green like a lot of space around him so i I don't know again the throw is still behind obj hard adjustment when i mean it's definitely behind him and high so that's hard to adjust and it's on the shoulder where obj is also wearing a brace the same brace baker's wearing uh so i mean it's it is what it is Again, they got bailed out on that play because it was roughing the passer. So, it, again, it didn't count. Twitter's been a shit show over that play, though, today. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's Twitter not a shit show. That's Remember? true. Ron's Twitter is it's not a, a fun it's, place following It's losses. not, dude. It's really oh. not. It's um, you're, it's you're it's almost like a, a civil war between Browns fans on Twitter. You're either on one side or the other. You pretty much just hate whoever's not on your side. That's pretty much just how life is. So <laughs> Browns Twitter is a great uh, indication of where we're at as a society because there are there is no real middle. You're either a hater, you're a Baker hater, or you're a Baker lover. So Right. But, but what I even find more annoying is there's people that are like, just be positive. It's like, fuck you, man. Like, fuck off. The Browns just lost to the Steelers in a super ugly game. You're allowed to be critical. You're allowed to like, you're allowed to call it as you see it. It's not like, oh, the Browns just lost. Oh, well, you know, at least Wyatt Teller's playing really well at that right guard. That's, that's a positive. Hell yeah, like, dude. Oh, come Hell on. Like, yeah. Be objective. Look at it. And like, <laughs> it's like the people when like somebody's relative dies and like, yeah, but just look at all the good things you got going on in your life. It's like, fuck you. Just like. <laughs> let me feel what i'm feeling man <laughs> has anyone ever said that to you? it's always people that it's like uh you know something bad happens you're like oh well you just gotta look at the bright side like you know it's like no <laughs> i'm feeling this right now so i'm gonna freaking feel it it's like your house burned down but you know you were looking to move anyway at least so. you can afford a motel you know it's great 
Yeah, I, no, I got you. It's uh, but you're right. There's nothing to feel good about. We're four and four. We are losing games that we shouldn't lose. We are in complete disarray on both sides of the ball. Um, it's not going to get any easier as we go through the schedule. This was supposed to be a potential like long playoff run for the Browns. It's like, and all that's in jeopardy now. So, and here the best, the, the worst part is you can't point to one thing as to why it's happening because it's everything. It's the, it's the lack of the passing game. It's the dis, the disarray and the miscommunication on defense and the players not making the plays. Like it's, it's everything. You could literally say everything. It's the injuries. It's it's stupid things that are. It's the penalties. We're lit- leading the league in penalties. Like it's it's everything, and it's frustrating. And because it was this was supposed to be it. You know, it's okay to be upset. Like when some like it, this was supposed to be the Browns' year, and it's falling apart right in front of us. And you know, it's uh, our right guard playing well is not going to you know smooth that over for you. Right. Right. Again, I thought, I mean, the defense didn't play well. Down the stretch, I, th- I thought they played a lot better. But, I mean, the defense didn't play well. They were definitely better than the offense, which coming into the season, who would have thought that would have been the case? Um, I mean, there are bright spots, yes. But being like, oh, just, you know, stay positive while ignoring, like, the shit stain of whatever the hell's going on behind that is just, like, it's not helpful. It's not constructive. And it's like... Yeah, what if a coaching staff on, on Monday was like, yeah, guys, we're going to focus on the positive. Anthony Walker, you played really well. And they just didn't even talk about any of the stuff that went wrong. It's just like, come on, get over it. But no, it's it's uh, it sucks when you're not even getting clarification from them because, you know, do they do the does the Brown coaching staff even know why this is happening? Like what is wrong? Because it's been the same shit for what since the since the chiefs game and you know we got a game coming up next week where uh 10 10 fucking points 17 points that won you the broncos game that's not gonna beat the Bengals. the Bengals' offense is really good like they just put up 31 in a loss like you're if you can't throw the ball you're not you're not we're gonna lose again on sunday so there's no real like uh there's no real solution that like in front of us there's nothing for us to even we can't even sit here and just try and bullshit it like well if they do this you know uh they can fix this because we don't nobody really understands why the hell it is the way it is is it baker's injury i i don't i think a lot of things and i think you feel the same way a lot of things he's doing aren't related to his shoulder it's like mental shit like Mm -hmm. and again i I thought baker like we can we can talk about baker and again i thought he played well for the most part but if you look at what baker is doing well it's it's just we and we talk it's 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 the timing stuff so like when his primary read is there three-step drop balls out that's when baker's thriving and he had all those down that stretch i mean the the, both landry drops were were those you know but it's when he's again forced he did he did it a few times yesterday where he did move his eyes came off his first read onto his second didn't panic and deliver a strike it's growth you would imaginably, you know, like to see that before halfway through your fourth season that that growth starts to, to happen. But, um, but there are still times when he's predetermining stuff, pre-snapping. He's just unwilling to to come off of it, unwilling to to even like again. We the the I think it was the second quarter. He had a levels concept, and he predetermined. I'm going to Landry, who was the deepest level. Three guys around Landry. Nobody's on OBJ or Njoku beneath them. Like <laughs> he's got three levels. He's from the, the bottom two levels are open and he's he's just firing into traffic. And it's just like, 
what are you seeing? So there's still questions about what he's seeing, but when he is on schedule, when his primary predetermined read is there, yeah, he's, he's playing well, he's delivering strikes. That's great, but it's not sustainable. Uh, the league's clearly caught on to it. I, I, again, this is not a Baker Mayfield podcast because for, for, for the most part, Baker played well. Red zone efficiency is horrible. Uh, yesterday was the first time I've ever seen Kevin Stefanski second guess himself. Like you get down to midfield on a fourth and one at midfield and you punt that football. That was the most shocking thing I've ever seen, because to me, that was an indication like, oh, this is the first time Kevin Stefanski's ever felt unsure about, about what he's doing. Um, and so it's, it's just gut check time. It's like, what's the identity, everybody, what's, where, what's your identity? Like, what are we doing? Um, is it about what he's feeling or is it that, Hey, we're not good at converting fourth down. So I don't trust my team to do it. Is he second guessing his decision or is he second guessing his team? Either way, that's not a good sign. Uh, (laughs) I I think it was the the decision. I mean, it was the fourth quarter you're, you're down. Like, yeah, your defense is playing well. You'd only given up nine points at that point. They're 15 points. I don't know. I don't specifically remember what the score was at that time, but like, (laughs) <laughs> what were the grades for the defense because i do feel like they did not play well i think they just played a really shitty team in the steelers so the the top five guys were miles obviously graded out really well grant delpit graded out with really well jordan elliott graded out well john johnson the third anthony walker and greg newsome were the guys who graded out as like good greg newsome and miles garrett were awesome yesterday. yes yes it's greg newsome is a stud um, I would love for him to, you know, not have an injury scare every game, every time he's on the field. But again, that's predictable from his time at Northwestern again, where he missed more games than he played uh, in his college career. Um, but he's been phenomenal when he's on the field. Uh, I think the best defensive rookie in the NFL, um, when he's on the field, um, it will be interesting if John Johnson is out for an extended period of time, uh, Grant Delpit again, played well. Is that a role he can step into? Because if John Johnson is out and Grant Delpit steps into that role well, then we might have a solution already because we've been saying John Johnson hasn't been playing in the box like he has in LA because the other safeties don't have the capability to kind of do. So he's just kind of filling in the gaps where the other guys can't play. Grant Delpit plays it. There's no excuse for, for sitting John Johnson all the way back there if he comes back. Um, Ronnie Harrison, like for me, bring him on in dime packages. Uh it should be Grant Delpit and it should be John Johnson when, if John Johnson's healthy, um, there's just, there's no excuse for how he's playing, what he's doing out there. Um, he's not going to get a new contract. It's just kind of a, a, a mess, but for the most part, I mean, Delpit and Delpit hasn't been getting snaps and now he finally gets snaps and he's playing well. So I would love to see more Grant Delpit mo- moving forward. I mean, we might be forced to see more Grant Delpit moving forward, or I should say we might be forced to, to see still a lot of Ronnie Harrison moving forward just because of, you know, John Johnson leaving with that neck injury, but um, that's what it was. Miles, Delpit, Elliot, John Johnson, Anthony Walker. I thought Anthony Walker had a really good game too. He's stacked two weeks in a row now where I, where I thought he's played pretty well. So um, that's good to see. I don't know if it's well enough for us to say, oh, you know, we'll bring him back for another year, but um, he is stacking weeks, which is good to see. Yeah, it's uh so uh, is it better than uh, BJ Goodson or? Uh... Oh yeah, it's, it's hard to get worse than that. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's still... Right now, the Browns are using their personnel wisely, running a lot of nickel. Uh, and then when you're in nickel, Malcolm Smith and Anthony Walker are your linebackers. Um, and then when they go to base, they're taking Malcolm Smith off and putting in Mac, putting Mac Wilson on the field. 
it's very, very wise to, to, to play it that way. Um, in my opinion. So I would still say, I mean, Anthony Walker is still, he's playing like your best linebacker. Uh, they, they would still love to have JOK back obviously, but, uh, right now he's your best guy. So. Yeah. JOK has definitely uh, been missed the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, what's the, so I, I think that ultimately they're Joe Woods players. It's his defense. So I don't think that he is completely blameless and all in the defensive struggles. And like I said, I mean, I think we had a couple players play pretty well yesterday, but as a whole, the defense was just blah. Mm -hmm. So what do you kind of say to those people who are like basically calling for Joe Woods job? Uh, Personnel is one thing. That's for sure. I think his play calls are fine. What he's doing again, I would like to see and it's been hard because all of your corners haven't been healthy at the same time. So do you trust Greedy Williams to come up and play press man a lot? Do you trust a rookie in Greg Newsom? I mean, he's been your best defensive back. So yeah, I trust Greg Newsom. I would trust Denzel. I would trust for the corners to come up and play more press man. If it was Denzel and Greedy healthy or uh, Denzel and, and Greg Newsom healthy all the time, but they haven't had that luxury. So uh, it's just like, I don't think he, I don't think he trusts a lot of the guys still which is an issue um especially with jok out like i mean i we're talking about um anthony walker playing well but i I wouldn't trust that second level of jok out so um yeah i don't know but i think his play calls for the most part are fine um again even in the goal line like people were complaining oh you only had one corner on the field at the goal line when they were in 12 personnel when Pat Fryermuth made that crazy catch in the back of the end zone, but it's like, okay, they're in 12 personnel at the goal line of course. Like, yeah, put your safety, put your bigger bodies on the field. Like, I don't care. Your safeties can cover tight ends. Go for it. Um, I haven't had an issue with play calling. Uh, Miles Garrett still isn't getting holding calls. Um, but again, like we talked about this, like Ben Roethlisberger is the fastest quarterback at getting the ball out of his hands in the NFL. So you need your corners to come up and at least make him come off his first read and make him hold the ball a little bit. And it's just like, why aren't we doing that then? Like, you know, coming into the game, Oh, the Steelers offensive line is, is trash, but Roethlisberger is going to get the ball out. So we'll play off off coverage and, and give him space to get the ball out. That that's what did, that didn't really make sense to me. It didn't settle well with me. Yeah. Defense has got to be better. <clears throat> uh, it'll be helpful if we can get Denzel Ward. I think Kevin's fancy, uh, said he is hopefully going to be back this week for the Bengals. That'll be helpful against all those receivers that they have. Um, As far as like, you know, some other injuries, you know, we're going to be without Jack Conklin. He dislocated his elbow. So we're going to be without him for a couple weeks. Uh, Nick Chubb did not look like Nick Chubb. So clearly that injury is uh, bothering him. Um, I think he probably just tried to gut that out. I don't know if he was totally – ready to come back but yeah it was it's at least it was just one you know it's kind of like sad that we have to like be uh be happy that only one player got injured this this week because usually it's like five it was two it was conklin and john johnson oh my gosh yeah you're right and and the and the greg newsom scared too i think he he ended up coming back in he came game. back in yeah yeah but oh man yeah you're right fuck <laughs> Hey, you know what? Two's still better than five, right? Math. But yeah, so um, the trade deadline tomorrow. I think OBJ is checked out. I don't think that they're trading OBJ. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna make any moves. I would like them see. I would. I would like to see them go after another wide receiver, like a Brandon Cooks, 
um, a Brandon Ayuk if the, the Niners aren't going to use him, Denzel Mims, someone like that. I could also see them potentially going after uh, another speedster, um, kind of lateral mover like Andy Isabella. We've talked about Andy Isabella, um, who's not really being utilized in Arizona. Uh, for the most part, I don't, I don't think they're going to do anything, but wide receiver is clearly the position where if they were to do something, it would be that room. You could maybe see them go after a, another depth offensive tackle as well. Um, if Jack Conklin's going to be out a while, because I don't know how they feel about starting Blake hands for an extended period of time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's he's been solid. I mean he hasn't. He's definitely not the reason we're losing games. So um, the problem is there's not a ton of excess like access excess. I struggle with words sometimes, guys. If you haven't uh, picked up on that, some excess good offensive linemen out there. So, but I don't know, man. I don't know about the whole receiver thing. I think that if you're already struggling to connect with the guys that you have and you are underutilizing people like OBJ and Anthony Schwartz. Um, I don't know if, you know, bringing in someone else is going to solve that problem. You think that they're just going to be so much more open than Odell Beckham Jr. That Baker's just gonna be like, all right, well, I guess I'll throw it, but you know, I don't know. I've been wrong before. I was wrong I, about the Bengals this week in the survivor pick. So hey, that's true. That's a that's at least a positive note for me. But before we go on to, to slandering Riley segment, uh it's just I, I mean, one way or the other, I think this room's getting overhauled this summer. That wide receiver room's getting overhauled. Uh for I sure. think you could see all three it's of them. It's dead, dude. All three it's of those dead. guys getting 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 the boot out of Cleveland. Three, uh, I think all they three, just, you mean uh Odell. OBJ, Landry and Higgins. Okay. Uh, again, I think Landry is is the most likely to stay, but I mean, uh, you have to be objective. Like I understand the city of Cleveland loves Landry and oh, he personifies, the, he's the blue collar, he's a great leader. It's like, cool, I get all of that. I'm not like trying to mock that, but like at the end of the day, are you going to pay him $15 million when he has, when he has, like he's coming off the worst season of his career in Kevin Stamanti's first year in this offense. And then when he's healthy, healthy this year, like he's played four games and he has 16 catches for 128 yards and a touchdown. So he's on pace to have the worst year of his career. <laughs> so it's like there, because there, there's a line that needs to be drawn between this player is not a scheme fit. Even if he is like, people love him, blah, 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 blah. If he's not a scheme fit, he's holding your offense back. And the Browns are going to pay somebody who's holding your offense back $15 million. Why do you, why is he not a scheme fit? Because uh, I mean, again, we we talked because right now we're not stretching the field, so I exactly. feel like he's the perfect receiver for this. <laughs> no, no, Jarvis Landry cannot separate. Jarvis, that's that's never been. Right, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we refuse to throw the ball downfield, and he is the uh, short to intermediate guy. So he seems like the perfect fit to this offense. Because ideally, that's what you want your your tight ends out of the backfield to do. That's what, or your running backs out of the backfield to do. Your your tight ends to be able to do. Right now, it's just like everybody's clogging up the same same airspace. Um, so ideally you want receivers who are going to clear out some space for those tight ends to work underneath instead of everybody doing the salsa dance inside the, inside of the 10 yard mark, uh, off the line of scrimmage. So, um, Jarvis is, is what he is. Um, but, but I even think we saw when he was out, like Demetric Felton did his role just, just fine. And he was a sixth round pick with a much lower salary. I mean, what, what Jarvis is going to bring is those quick hitters, is those like slant routes and like quick hitters off the line of scrimmage, those slant routes, um, the little motion jet sweeps. Like those are all the things that Felton was doing when he was hurt. Felton was doing them just fine. It's just, I, I don't know. Again, 
separating Jarvis the player from Jarvis the person. <laughs> how how do you pay Jarvis the player fifteen million dollars at this point um, going into next year? But again, we're talking off season stuff. But yes, I do think uh, that room's probably going to get a pretty big facelift. Uh, I would be shocked at this point if your first round pick's not a wide receiver. <laughs> and we're jumping ahead. <laughs> Yeah, Traylon Burks, it. baby, Arkansas. Look him up. <laughs> Just, uh, take one of the Ohio State guys. That'd be nice. Be uh, there's a there's a. It's definitely not the last two drafts, but there's some good college wide receivers. So mm-hmm. that'll be some exciting stuff. This uh, class isn't line. as good as the past two, but it's still. I mean, there's still plenty of good receivers. Um, obviously the two Ohio State guys, very good. I like Burks the best um usc's drake london is getting a lot of hype he's more of like a mike evans brandon marshall big body type guy uh, he just broke his ankle though so um he should be recovered by the combine hopefully but uh so there's some dudes it's just i mean you're not gonna find i don't i don't know if they're uh, garrett wilson's gonna be the closest to like a jerry judy Devonte smith justin jefferson those guys who are just gonna cut a rug underneath defensive backs and break ankles and things like that um but what i like about Traylon burks a little bit of draft talk. Here we go. A little bit of draft talk. That is why they come uh, here. This yeah. uh, the week nine. I, uh, we're talking. And I about love draft the draft. I, and I do this shit. I watched college prospects. So I mean, I enjoy it. Traylon Burks is six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds, uh, and he fills a multitude of roles. He can win vertically, uh, and he can also do kind of the things that Jarvis Landry is doing now. So he can catch those screen passes and, and make, make 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 plays in space. So uh, I think having a true number one wide receiver moving forward might be and this which is weird because we've always talked about this team it's like oh they don't need a true number one wide receiver it's like ah i think they do now (laughs) so um that's why i like burks he's a big dude win every level of the field really good in the open field good with the ball in his hands um but yeah we'll see again i would be shocked if it's not a wide receiver in round one at this point all right let's um Anything else on this stupid game, dude? The drops were killer, obviously. Yeah, not on this game. I think I'm done talking about this game. We're on to Cincinnati. But speaking of Cincinnati, we'll talk about the Cincinnati game a little bit and how Riley wagered his survivor bet this week on the Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Zach Wilson-less New York Jets. Little did he know Mike White had it within him. Big Dick Mike. What is? What even is that, dude? Absolutely ridiculous. Riley's down 0-2 now, baby. Mike White. (laughs) 400 and something passing yards like in his first start third year third year out in the league like was basically a nobody on what like i don't it shouldn't even count so baker can't move the ball this week that's gonna be it's <laughs> oh god jeez cut that too <laughs> but yeah man it's uh it's tough out here uh when you can't you know put your faith in the afc leading uh, Cincinnati Bengals against the dreadful New York Jets. Uh, I don't. I don't really trust anything now. I'm, I'm scarred. I'm scarred. I'll never love again. But yeah, honestly, fuck the Bengals, dude. This is what I get for get for trusting them. Honestly, it's all hopefully they get some payback this week. Yep. Yep. And now, and now we're gonna do the segment where uh, where I am already upset about the Browns' loss, but I'm even more upset about my lord and savior uh james winston being out for the season dude. oh that is sad it's very Absolutely sad unreal it's gonna ride trevor i'm week, glad dude. oh dude i didn't use the saints early on you'd used them and won right yeah or was that the other game you lost was the same no i uh 
Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not taking the Saints over Trevor with Trevor Trevor Simeon over anybody at this point. So that stinks that there's another another team off my list that I'm not. You took him yesterday and put some money on him. You'd be all right. That's true. Who would have saw Trevor Simeon beating the? No, not me. Bucks, man. Jeez. Not me. But speaking of that, let's uh let's do the games game. Um, let's start with uh, Thursday night Packers twenty four Cardinals twenty one. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL. They were my preseason pick to, to win the Super Bowl when we did our preseason podcast. I think they're the best team in the NFL. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a, I feel like uh, Aaron Rodgers' Halloween costume is really disappointing for looking like a homeless man. For the Not last a John Wick months. guy? Not a John Wick fan? It's just so basic. You just wore a suit. <laughs> That's fair. Like, I thought he was going to, like, do the go the like, Game of Thrones route or something like that. But no. All right. Whatever. Just speaks to really, you know, his completely bland personality that he just choose something so boring. But but yeah, man, that's a that was a weird play at the end where Tyler just like hit the guy in the helmet or hit his mm-hmm. receipt, hit AJ Green helmet. Like uh, it looks like a Cleveland Browns play from the it looked like AJ ago. thought he was clearing out, like had a clear out route for like an underneath guy coming underneath of him. So he's clearing out that corner so there would be no defender there. Uh yeah, it was just a weird play. Yep. And then we had the game that probably no one watched. The Panthers 19, the Falcons 13. Dude, yeah, I didn't watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll skip oh, that one. Dreadful. <laughs> Titans 34, Colts 31. Carson Wentz, man. Oh, man. Yeah. So what did the Colts do? The... So Carson is nearing that 75% of the, of, of snaps. He's nearing that like threshold where the Colts lose their pick. If he plays it, that snap count. But what if like, if they're not winning, it's definitely more advantageous to like, whoops, Carson's on the IR. We keep our pick. Right. No, seriously. I think they're going to keep playing him though. And in the AFC, I think if you, you see, I don't know. The Titans just lost Derrick Henry, so that division could be, you know, wide open again. Yeah, and the AFC in general is just a nightmare right now. So I don't Everybody know. Sucks. I think you got to see the way. I think you got to see the way that uh, Sunday goes. You know, the Titans have um, who do they have? They have someone really good on Sunday night. Um, they're playing someone really good on Sunday night. Let me look it up. But. Uh, you know, if the Titans lose next Sunday without Derrick Henry, the door's kind of uh, kind of wide open. Oh, they got the Rams. They play the uh, the Titans play the Rams on Sunday night. So I hope Von Miller plays. That'd be fun. Yeah, a good chance the Titans lose Sunday night. So if the Colts can win on Sunday, I think that you probably stick with Carson because he's not a great chance for you to win, but he's probably better than anything else on that roster. He's probably better than he did last year. He's definitely improved. I don't know if he's like, oh, yeah, this guy's definitely a franchise quarterback good yet he ha- again, he ha- but he's He had better. some funny interceptions today, dude. Just comical. Yeah. I feel for the Colts yeah. fans. Yeah. Um, all right. This was a – I think I saw that the – weren't the Dolphins winning this game at one point? We had Bills 26 and Dolphins 11, and I got really excited. But It was like seven I- to nothing at one point. They, I don't know, or eat, I don't really know because that's a wonky score. Yeah, uh, I think Tua played like ass again. So <laughs> the Dolphins are so bad, man. That whole organization is a shit show. Uh, yeah, the Bills are good. Bills think, might be the best team in the AFC right now. 
You think uh, Deshaun is Deshaun Watson is a Dolphin by 4 p.m. tomorrow? No, I don't think so. Again, the Dolphins want to make sure he's going to be cleared, and like that's just not going to happen because the only way he would get cleared is if he settled, and he's like, I'm not settling. So I doubt it happens. You wonder if like, yeah, I don't even want to get into that. Actually, just forget it. <laughs> All right, in this fucking game, Jets 34, Bengals 31. Um, frauds, <laughs> Bengals are the frauds. Dude, the whole AFC is just like so unpredictable. Like it was this game, the Chargers Patriots game. There's just a few. Just like this league is just like you don't know. Oh, like, don't you worry. I'm gonna get to the get to the I Patriots just, uh, Chargers game. So the question is, the Bengals are gonna keep scoring points, but can the Browns outscore them? Like that's what it's gonna come down to this week. I don't know uh, if that's a question. I think the answers already know. I mean, the Browns are, are, are capable. They have, Even if Baker is not playing well, they've shown they're capable to put up 40. So I don't – like the Chargers game, Baker played like ass and they put up 40. So, like, I, you don't know. I don't know. It's, it's wild. It's such a weird It's team, just red zone though. efficiency. Once they cross the 50, their efficiency is just putrid. And we can't stretch the ball – stretch the field, so it's mm-hmm. not like we can score before we get to the 50. So we're just really in a, in a pickle. Yep. It's wild. Yeah, but once again, fuck the bang- fuck you, Bengals. Um, Eagles forty four, Lions six. Oh, jeez, there's another game I didn't watch. From what I read, I haven't even looked at the box score, but apparently they like the Eagles didn't even throw the ball at all. They just ran the ball like forty five. No, times. no, no. He had like a hundred passing yards. It was crazy, <laughs> bro. Yeah. I feel bad for the Lions. I want to like. We say that every so week. Bad. I wasn't no. going to say it this week because we say it every oh, week. Man. Feel bad Dan for the Campbell, buddy, you're going to get there one of these days. <laughs> Jeez. I think that that was like their most. I I think all the money was on the uh, the Lions this week because everyone was like, "This is the game. If they're going to win one, it's going to be this one." So there's a good chance uh, Lions are going on 16 this year. Yeah, it's too bad. There's not a good quarterback. I mean, if you can get Kayvon Thibodeau though, Thibodeau, that's that'd be nice. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Rams 38, Texans 22, and a game that was nowhere near this close. No, no, not at all. Davis Mills is horrible. <laughs> I say, like, I tweet out, like, oh, you can't call rookies busts in year one. It's like Davis Mills, yeah. He's just, although Davis Mills is a third round pick, and I thought he was drafted too early even then. So uh, he's just not very good. Uh, Texans are in the same spot. I wonder if the Texans make a move at quarterback. Like other than drafting one, that would be interesting. I would be interested in that. Who would even? I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but there is a quarterback from Texas who grew up in Texas who's in search of a new contract that his current team hasn't given it to him yet, and he potentially has, still has not proven he deserves that new contract. And oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God, we're going to lose all of our listeners. <laughs> it could go home. Oh no. Okay. Well, you know, we know I have my, uh, I have my uh, own history with uh, the Texans in their quarterback situation that we don't need to get into as well. So I think we're, uh, we'll just leave that one alone for a while, but yeah, the Rams dude, Oh, honestly, dude, they're good. Honestly, respect. They're literally. They don't give a all. shit about draft picks. They're like uh, the Cavs. <laughs> they're like the Cavs when LeBron was here. It was like we're if we're we're all we're trading every asset we have to get 
how all these vets and we're just going for it. And if it doesn't work out, we're completely fucked for the next 10 years. <laughs> They're going all in, obviously. And the thing is, it's crazy. It's like, I still think a second and a third is a lot for Von Miller. Von Miller's still really damn good, though. <laughs> right. He's still really damn good. Uh, Dante Fowler had 11 sacks playing with Aaron Donald. Dante Fowler is cheeks in Atlanta. Like, now you got Von Miller playing with, with Aaron Donald. It's just unfair. And then the back end of their defense is, is real good, too. So it's just freaking unfair. That's going to be so fun to watch. I, how do they, like, it's just like, how do they build a roster in, like, two years? Like, they, they don't. They're, That's, they're not they concerned about three years from now. But they, can't, are, they won't even have the money to, like, pay 53 players at this point because <laughs> they aren't going to have any cheap draft picks. I think that's fine for them. I think they don't care. They're just going to run it out there with 40 players every week. <laughs> so if their, dra- their, their loss of draft picks with the Stafford trade puts them into like 2023, 2024 range. Uh, I just don't think they care. They say, okay, by the time 2025, 2024, it's a, it like rolls around. We, who cares if we suck at that point? We would have won a Super Bowl or two with Matt Stafford and all these guys we just added. So they gotta it's win very one. much going all in, right? They like the Saints, had, like the Saints did uh, with Drew Brees. Like their cap kept getting shorter and slimmer and slimmer, and they kept barring against their future until they're where they are now. But I, again, they didn't care. They had Drew Brees at the end of his career. They just wanted to capitalize on any time they had left with Drew Brees. And they're still pretty damn good. So <laughs> they're all right. They're decent. They're, uh, they're doing something right. What the Rams are doing. They're going all in on the next two, three years. So good for them. Good for them. Uh, 49ers, 33, Bears, 22. Go ahead. I'm going to rave, I'm gonna rave Go about off, Justin King. Fields, man. He played, off, he played very well. Again, he didn't play well against the Buccaneers. Sure. Justin Fields is getting better and better and better every single week. And also that team is much better when Matt Nagy is not on the sideline. Uh, They didn't get the win, but man, Fields played so well. It's just like they started doing the things they should have designed runs, bootlegs, got him using his legs out to the perimeter and then deciding if he wanted to throw a run. It's like, yeah, probably should have been doing these things earlier. Uh, I don't know how the Niners keep pulling out these wins though. Jimmy G with two rushing touchdowns, running he QB played, power. He, he Jimmy, Jimmy well G twice. He played pretty well. He played well I still think they need to, to get Trey Lance on the field and let him take some bullets, some life bullets. But uh, yeah, that was a sneaky fun game. I had that on my second monitor while I was watching the Browns on the big screen yesterday. So I'm sure you did, dude. I'm sure you did. Some Justin Fields there. porn. He played very well. Um, another quarterback who's playing very well. Mac Daddy Jones <laughs> and the Patriots 27 against your boy Justin Herbert and the Chargers 24. Yeah, that, again, wild game. The Chargers really are really dude. Like, they, I, think I still think the Chargers have... probably the Raiders might win that division, man. <laughs> the Chiefs are not playing well at all. They're not playing well right now. We're watching the game uh, <laughs> while we're recording. Uh, that division is wild. We went into the season thinking, oh, the AFC West. Like Denver, look, their roster looked like they were just a quarterback away from being like Super Bowl contenders. The Chiefs, the Chargers, like and we were thought the Raiders were the ones who were like, oh yeah, these guys, uh, you know, we'll yeah, see. We're the Raiders the might be the best team in the division. Jeez, <laughs> yep. uh, it's wild. I don't know what to make of, of the Chargers. I don't know what to make of the AFC as a whole. I still don't think the Patriots are very good, but they keep doing this. I don't know. They're in every game they play, so. 
they are a good organization. They might just not be a great team. So I think they just figure out ways to win, man. And I think the Pats, the Pats crushed Justin Herbert last year. So they might just have his number the same way, uh, the same way the Saints have Tom Brady's number. Yeah. Some teams just get your goat, man. Sometimes just get it's your just goat. How it goes. That's how life be sometimes. Um, speaking of that game, Saints 36 and Buccaneers 27. This I never would have guessed. When Jameis went down, I was like, okay, yeah, here's a runaway game. Never th- would have thought Trevor Simeon would have led the Saints to a victory over the defending Super Bowl champs. <laughs> Not in our year, the year our Lord, uh, 2021. No. no, and Tom Brady is still playing at a real high level. Like Tom Brady put up 375 and four touchdowns yesterday. And somehow the Saints still beat. I don't. It's wild, man. This is just the most weird year uh, I've ever seen NFL-wise. It's just all over the map. Yes, but also RIP, Jameis Winston, please take my ACL. Yeah. Please, Jameis, be okay. Seahawks, 31. Your boy, Geno Smith, Smith. baby! Jags, 7. I feel – oh, Jesus, that Jags team – so there's no way Myers back. We say it every week. There's this, this, they're such a bad team. They're so bad. Ugh. Get Trevor Lawrence a real offensive play caller, please. <laughs> Do you see how many yeah. drop passes the Jaguars had yesterday, too? No. Oh, it was bad. I did yeah, not man. even know this game happened until I read the score to you. Trevor's playing well. Trevor's playing well. His box score would say otherwise, but Trevor is, is playing quite well. That franchise is just a, a hot mess. James Robinson, he out went for out multiple yeah. weeks now. So. so they've lost. So Jaguars have lost their two best playmakers, three best playmakers if you count Travis Etienne before this season even started. Before the season, like no DJ Chark now, no James Robinson, no. They, they've never had Travis Etienne yet. So it's just Jesus, man. Yeah. Get them not, a real coach. Not great. Get them some talent. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is in danger. <laughs> yes. He is in danger. Uh, this was also a – I don't know if it was a good game. It was a It was a fun game. Cowboys 20, Vikings 16. Cooper Rush. That was shocking. Oh, I've seen some really stupid Dak Prescott takes shot off today after Cooper Rush oh, did that. They're like about him being a franchise quarterback. And, yeah. That's fine. We'll take him. My biggest takeaway is like people genuinely believe Amari Cooper is an overrated wide receiver in this league. He's consistently like a top eight wide receiver year in and year out produces with whoever the hell is under center in Dallas, Andy Dalton, Cooper rush, Ben DiNucci doesn't freaking matter. The dude's putting up numbers. Dude. I love Amari Cooper. Cowboys are for real too, man. That team's good. You see the tweet about how like it was Cooper rush looks like every guy from Cleveland. Yes. He's just like, uh, <laughs> just like a pasty white redhead. <laughs> Jeez, I was like, you know what? He's right. He's what my son's gonna look like. Oh no, <laughs> a little pasty white redhead. Jeez, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. That would be a, it was a good chance. Unfortunate. You just give give life to a soulless vessel. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos. No shot of you ever being the godfather, but if Bron- there even was a shot, <laughs> yeah, it's actually, long gone now. Yeah, actually, now that I know he's giving you right a don't worry about naming Riley. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Broncos 17, Washington football team 10. Another game I just had no interest in even watching. <laughs> yeah, it's a... I couldn't have thought of a lot more boring. Like, that's that might be a more boring matchup than Falcons-Panthers. At least Falcons-Panthers, you might get some stupid plays out of Sam Darnold. You might get, you know... This is just, like, boring. It's fun to watch. Yeah, this game sucks. That game sucked. Um, Tyler, Taylor Heineke, probably not the answer in... Shocking, in, uh, I know, Washington. yeah. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, also probably not the answer. Two teams that could be looking for quarterbacks in the uh, quarterback... Uh, list draft so there's actually a there's a couple teams that who i didn't think that were probably going to be looking for quarterbacks that could potentially be looking for quarterbacks next year i think that the saints are one of those guys i don't know mm-hmm. if they're all in on Jameis. <laughs> i don't think they are either uh and again due to the quarterback class i could see it being like a, a quarterback carousel in, in the nfl like i could see a lot of current NFL quarterbacks changing teams this offseason uh, due to a weak class. So people could get creative and hope the change of scenery helps some of these guys. So we'll see. Yep. You get, I had imagined Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be somewhere else next mm-hmm. year. Bridging um, somebody. Yeah. You know, Tyrod Taylor will be starting from somebody and get replaced by the, whatever <laughs> that rookie dude, that man. team drafts. He's got 18 lives. Um, yeah. So not great. I'd like to see Matt Ryan go somewhere else. Where <laughs> He's still playing well. Like, he even played well yesterday. His receivers. And now, like, good for Calvin Ridley. But Matt Ryan's got nobody. He's, I mean, he's got Kyle Pitts. He's got no wide receivers. <laughs> Honestly. But, again, good for Calvin Ridley to, to do what he needs to do, to take a break. But, like, Jesus. Hopefully it's not a permanent break because mm-hmm. I'm very insensitive. And he's on my dynasty team in your <laughs> fantasy league, so. <laughs> about but yeah also it's mental health <laughs> yes, also that. right we are just we just objectify these guys so you know our our love only goes so far but uh yeah and then we got the chiefs up on the giants 14 to 7 six minutes left in the second quarter in the game that could potentially close the coffin on patrick mahomes and the chiefs <laughs> Listen, if they want to close the coffin on Patrick Mahomes, let me open it right back up, please. <laughs> I, know, dude, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if he survives the season. Andy Reid could get fired. He's going to get benched for Chad Henney. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Oh. Yeah, They're going to put Jarek McKinnon at quarterback like his days at Georgia Southern, where they the... just ran the triple option the whole time. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, man, it was a weird, another weird week and a really weird season. And honestly, I just hope that the Browns get better because I don't know if I can do this for another nine weeks. It's not even eight. It's nine. It's <laughs> we're not even halfway through the year yet. So they, they got to get it turned around, dude, because I can't. They, they've got I to. can't do this. I can't do we're this. We're on the verge of, wa- of a wasted season. Like, if they, again, if they go down 0-2 in the division next week, yeah. I'm ready to press the button. This uh, podcast is going to get really depressing. Yeah. Going to be a lot of draft talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to have to actually like start paying attention to drafts or or just not show up anymore. (laughs) Just let you take it over. (laughs) But yeah, man, that's, uh, that was, uh, that's all we got. Um, How's your, did you end up uh, passing out candy yesterday? Ours was last Thursday and it got rained out. Oh wow! Yeah. Sure. So they just didn't do it. Nope. 
Wow. They started to, and then it, I mean, it was like pouring. It was pouring, and they so said, they they said, "Fuck them." Everybody kids. dips, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was sad. We ours was last night. It was actually the best weather we've had all. Did you dress up all week? Uh, I dressed up as someone who was extremely hungover, and I think I gave a couple <laughs> kids secondhand like uh, alcoholism. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was a good night. First, uh, first time passed out candy in the new house. So nice. Shit ton of kids everywhere. Jesus, everywhere. So many kids. I thought I, I had to like start split cutting the candy bars in half. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Their, their parents probably wouldn't let them take open wrappers in it. <laughs> uh, not for not for me. Not for me. <laughs> for you, one of those guys who puts razor blades in the kids' bags. Uh no, no. I just when I run out of candy, I start giving them like bush light. So. That's a plug. Hit me Waffles. up, Bushlight. Hit us up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we are going to be previewing the Bengals on Thursday. You'll get that pot out on Friday. Um, hopefully, we're in a lot better mood and have our hopes up, and we are will be ready to get hurt again. But uh, for now, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. Thanks for uh, thanks for. Uh, coming on this journey of this uh, vent session that we just had with Corey and I, and uh, we will talk to you guys on Thursday. This is nothing rhymes with orange. He's Corey. I'm Riley. And we are depressed. Oh,